0: Welcome to things leaders do the podcast that uncovers the secrets of becoming an extraordinary leader. If you're a leader who's constantly seeking growth, inspiration and tangible ways to level up your leadership, then you've come to the right place. Remember, the world needs exceptional leaders and that leader is you. Now, here's your host Colby Morris. Leaders, welcome back to the TLD Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Morris. I want you to let you know, I, I've led from pretty much everywhere in the organization. Like some of you, I was a new manager too. Let's just say a while back. <laughs> I've been in the middle management at that manager and director level, and I've been in the C-suite as chief people, chief operations, and chief executive officer. The goal for this podcast is simple. I just want to give you actionable items, steps you can take toward being a better leader today. Today's podcast is a follow-up from last week's where I started discussing culture in the workplace. I covered one of the four disciplines, and today I'll cover the other three. Now, we have a lot to cover, so let's jump in. The second discipline is to create clarity. I had to add that alliteration there for effect. Create clarity. So, how does that happen? I borrowed this from Patrick Lencioni because it works. First, you have to answer the six critical questions that make it the playbook that we discussed last week. All the leaders need to know those answers. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, the six critical questions come from Pat Lencioni's book, The Advantage. Those questions are... Number one, why do we exist, the the business or the organization? Number two, how do we behave? What are our behavioral values? Number three, what do we do exactly? Number four, how will we succeed? How will we make intentional decisions to make sure we succeed? Number five, what is most important right now? This is your three to 12-month rallying cry. Is it sales, retention, revenue? And then number six, who must do what? Do we really understand the roles and responsibilities on the team? Who must do what to make sure we're successful? The leadership must be completely aligned with all that and literally everything else. The leadership team must speak the same language and and walk in step with each other. Next, the leadership team must clarify where the organization is headed. Really, be upfront and frank about it. Make sure everyone knows the direction of the organization, why we're headed that way. More importantly, how they fit into that plan. And then, be clear about the organization. I want you to restate how things are organized and why. What is the structure of the organizational leadership team? How does that affect the teams? You see, structure brings safety that your team needs. Okay, the third discipline may seem a bit strange, but it's over-communicate. A great strength of a healthy organization is when the leaders over-communicate especially around the six critical questions. I've had several leaders message me and ask me about this topic. Uh, I tend to focus on over communication a lot. So people tend to ask me, okay, how, how do you define, how do you quantify over communication? Is it, you know, five times? Is it a hundred times? I would say that you start communicating when you've repeated it at least 10 times with employees or until they really start to get it. What's hard is that most leaders don't like to over-communicate. Remember, your team should be able to do a great impersonation of you when you're not around, and usually they are pretty good. Also, no one leads the company because their leader over-communicates. The fourth discipline is to reinforce clarity. Patrick Lencioni does a great job in trying Uh, really tying in the process with what we say is important because those things have to back each other up. In this case, it is again, the six questions. We're going to reinforce what we said with some human processes. So from the, the people we interview to the people we decide to hire to the goals that we set for them, they are all going to align and, and drive clarity about what we say is important. The way we do our performance reviews, how and who we decide to reward, uh, who we decide to promote, or who we decide to remove from the organization, that will all be determined by the decisions we make based on those six questions. So, as you think about these things, you need to be able to speak to how You actually do this where you are. Okay, let's get even more practical here. When you can, I want you to do this exercise. If you're driving or working out or whatever, you can make it a mental exercise right now and then come back and do it later. But I really want you to write down the answers to these questions. Number one, what is leadership doing to improve communication? What roles, structures, methods have they been utilizing? For example, do they manage by walking around and talking to the teams? Do they have regular meetings or town halls? Is there a a stress on having one-on-one meetings? Number two, what forms of appreciation and recognition does the organization have? Do they define how these are rewarded? Does everyone know those parameters, those qualifications? Is there an employee of the month? Do the leaders write thank you notes to their team members? Or do they have a bulletin board or newsletters that go out to everyone? Number three, what is leadership doing to improve the culture? Is there a a form of staff appreciation there? Do they do regular team building? Okay, what about something as simple as a, a potluck or some sort of celebration? Do they, do they decorate for the holidays? Now, if you've finished answering those questions, I want you to change something very small in the question. Instead of leaders or leadership, I want you to write the word I and then reread it. For example, number one, what am I doing to improve communication. Number two, what forms of appreciation and rewards do I show to my team? Number three, what am I doing to improve the culture? Now that, that hits a little closer to home, doesn't it? (laughs) One of the worst things that can happen y'all in an organization is when leaders wait for someone else to make a difference. When they wait for the C-suite to send down the edict before they'll step up and make a difference, that's where things start going haywire. If you really want to make a difference, you have to start today. Go through this again and start picking out where you can make it happen because it, it has to start with you. You have to make the conscious decision that you're going to start making a difference in the organization. It can't be just because it came from some edict on high. You have to start the change. Well, everyone, I appreciate it again. Uh, thank you for joining me. It was kind of a brief one today, but um, again, if you didn't catch last week's, I want you to go back and and catch that. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, take a screenshot, share what you're listening to your friends, uh, send it to other leaders, share the podcast. Uh would really love it if you find the value here uh, to give me a rating and review on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever it is you listen to your, to your podcast. Uh, I just really appreciate any uh, advancement, any help that you can give me there so we can get this, uh, this word out to all the other leaders. Keep working on your culture. Keep working on your communication. Uh, really strive to make it better. You know why? Of course you do, because that's what leaders do. Thank you for listening to Things Leaders Do. If you're looking for more tips on how to be a better leader, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and listen to next week's episode. Until next time, keep working on being a better leader by doing the things that leaders do.